0: Hello, welcome to that film, Stu. I'm Luke, and I'm Jason. In this episode, we've got another movie review, and this time we're looking at The Conjuring: The Devil Made Me Do It. Directed by Michael Chaves, The Conjuring: The Devil Made Me Do It is the sequel to
1: The Conjuring from 2013 and The Conjuring 2 from 2016, um, and it is the eighth installment in the Conjuring universe. The movie is out now, but if you haven't watched The Conjuring: The Devil Made Me Do It yet, And
0: you want to, go watch it first before listening to our full review. We will be talking spoilers. Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga reprised their roles as paranormal investigators and authors Ed and Lorraine Warren. James Wan and Peter Safran returned to produce the film, which is based on the trial of Arnie Germain Johnson, a murder trial that took place in 1981, Connecticut. Jason, you have the plot. One of the most sensational
1: cases from their files, Um, it starts with a fight for the soul of a young boy, then takes them beyond anything they'd ever seen before to mark the first time in US history that a murder suspect would claim demonic possession as a defense. That's essentially the main plot. But just like, you know, all the other conjuring films, including the spin-offs, um, there's a lot of other, yeah, little bits and pieces sort of thrown in there just to keep just to keep the movie like loaded, which is which is good.
0: Yeah, and as you say, these movies often are loaded. I've got to be honest, that first trailer, I pretty much only watched the first trailer. I didn't want anything spoiled. We got quite a bit of courtroom in that trailer. I thought a lot of this movie was going to be in the courtroom. Clearly, it didn't end actually, up being that. A little part of me was kind of looking forward to
1: it being a I bit mean, of a courtroom with with like
0: yeah, with flashbacks had or yeah, in movies like the Excism of Emily Rose. I thought it was going to be something mm. like that, but it ended up being something more in line with. The Conjuring films. Although a big difference with this film from the first two Conjuring entries, Haunted House, this is a haunted person, Possession. So they are giving us something different here. We did get the Warrens back quite a bit in Annabelle Comes Home. So we've mm. kind of... That's almost like, the, for me, The Conjuring 2.5. But this see Well, i got to say... yeah. I gotta say, you know, I like to, you know, catch up and watch,
1: rewatch, you know, the preceding movies before you know a new one comes out. Um, the wife and I, we sat down. And we decided we we're like, we're not gonna, do, we're not gonna do the spin-offs because we're like, we don't need to. But we sat down, we watched The Conjuring, then we were like, we'll watch Annabelle Comes Home because it's essentially Annab- Annabelle. Annabelle, uh, it's essentially The Conjuring 2.5 or whatever you want to yeah, call it, it is, and yeah. then we watched The Conjuring 2. Um, you know not in chronological order but setting wise that's kind of the order it was a bit okay. confusing cuz there's five backs and Right. Aside.
0: well that's I, for the I, the order. I i did yeah, all of them i did all of them i went back to the conjuring wow. and i did them in release order the curse of lola Rona, or the weeping woman as it was called here in australia it's pretty bad to be honest i thought it was okay that first viewing it doesn't really hold up a second time the nun is maybe just as bad, if not worse. Yeah, those they don't I really still hold stand up.
1: by. I, I still stand by the nun being the worst. In hey, listen, series, like,
0: maybe, maybe it is, but Weeping Woman is close. The Annabelle films are pretty good, and it's the director of Annabelle Comes Home who's directing this one. So, no, I
1: believe it's the, oh, it's oh, the you're Weeping that,
0: Woman. oh, you're right, it is. It's the Weeping Woman, director. which isn't a good
1: sign because uh. You know, if Weeping Women or Weeping Woman or the Curse of La Llorona is uh, your least favorite Conjuring film, to it's have the same
0: on. But yeah, here we've got Michael we've, Chavez. Yeah,
1: but we've always, we've always said you've got the spin-offs. They're on various different levels. The Annabelle movies are fun, but it's the core Conjuring movies, one and two, that have been sort of on a level above. Like they're they're sort of. Yeah, there's there's something more than just a straightforward sort of horror movie. But those two had director James Wan attached, mm-hmm. doing his working his magic. So I oh. guess with this third film to have a to have a new director sort of take over and i have gotta admit my, my expectations weren't overly high. I was like, well, you know, is it gonna fall in line with the with the spin off films? But it's pretty good. It's better. trying a bit of hand
0: there, but it's pretty good. Yes. (laughs) I don't want to show my hand too early. Uh, For me, it's noticeably different to those first two films. They just seem bigger. Everything about them is bigger, more polished. This feels like a very well-made spin-off. And then, okay <laughs> focused conjuring focus. I'm, oh, not I'm sure my car's way but too early. <laughs> even,
1: but even the um, even the like the structure of the story, the plot, it's all it's different to the the other two conjuring movies. Those ones were investigation, deal with the the yeah. issue, the paranormal situation, um, and then then it's resolved. Well, the big that, you know, yeah. stuff that's the happening house. in between. So the, but this one, it's big, sort of like yeah. we're getting the end of the movie of of a movie, a situation, and then it's sort of the the circumstances afterwards that we're dealing with. And I think they, they literally say, I think Ed Warren's character, like the Ed Warren character, actually says it's like, well, this is a bit different. We're investigating after the fact, so they yeah. go back and revisit the case.
0: Yeah, is it, so yeah that's that, that is a massive difference, and what it's different to is what I really liked about those first two movies. Actually being there, (laughs) is something happening? Is it not happening? Is this person telling the truth? What is really going on here? You know, they're investigating, nothing's happening. Something small will happen and gradually it'll get bigger and there's all these different things happening. And this one, it's a case of, well, he was haunted, but Arnie is showing no signs of possession. So maybe he's just guilty. And then other things start to happen around. And obviously you've seen the movie, we've given the spoiler warning. But yeah, it it is very different. And obviously that was intentional. They purposely made a different conjuring movie.
1: Yeah, they were like, let's not do the same thing. And I guess like I can really appreciate that. I feel like the the benefit of them doing that though this time around is is that this one really does get to focus on the Warrens, like uh, on the, on Ed and Lorraine, Um, whereas previously, you know, we've had, obviously they've been at the forefront, but the story, the main story has been, you know, about the family and the house, or I guess the second movie, the family and the house, you know, the kids and stuff, whereas this one, it's almost like, even like the title, the title is directly linked to this Arnie character, um, and his possession, not possession, that whole situation, you know, he is in jail for the majority of this of this movie. It's the Warrens going on a little adventure, investigating. It's the two of them, talking to people, getting caught up in little
0: supernatural scenarios.
1: I feel like we get to spend the most time with them in this movie.
0: Yeah, that's true. And we get that cool flashback to how they first met, which was great seeing them in their in in their youth and in their youth <laughs> and they and you know add gifts you know the, the thing at the end and it's really sweet you know where they first spent time together. So yeah it is good spending time with them. What I will say, I mean obviously this is prosthetics more so with Lorraine really aged her up in this and what a great yeah. idea I- it is that they can just because I think each time their daughter's been played by a different actress, I'm pretty sure. No, it's actually... Well, in each of the Conjuring movies,
1: it's been uh, Sterling Jerrens, and she's aged up as the Conjuring ah, movies. Ah, really? Have. Okay. But uh, when, when they did Annabelle Comes Home, obviously they made that after The Conjuring 2, but it's set prior to The Conjuring 2. Like, like right, five years okay. So, so they actually... Watching-
0: they replaced her with I can't remember the, the the girl's name. We've seen her in things. Yes, she's. I mean, Alex. Um, what was she called? The McKenna girl, or was she in one of the Annabelle films? Was it Grace McKenna? Yeah, it
1: was, yeah, Grace McKenna. That was her.
0: Well right. done. Yeah, okay, the, 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 well she you... played. She played the daughter in Annabelle Comes Home. Okay. Watching this film, like having the daughter come in, not for a lot, but she does come in. And I'm thinking, I'm sure she looks at different ages, like whenever we've seen her in different films. And what's smart about that is that as well as, I mean, from what you're saying, she literally just got older. But anyway, the way that I interpreted (laughs) it is that, you know, yes, you're going to age up your actors because they look older in this film than they do when they're not in this film. That having a daughter appear at different ages, it's a good way of pinpointing roughly where the warrants are in age or like in their life related to what case that they're working on. I mean, the date that appears on the screen,
1: you know, at the start of the movie, also helps. But <laughs> it does. But it's a constant. I don't know.
0: It was just like a visual. It, it's a quick reminder. I mean, you're right. they you. Well, what I noticed, year. like,
1: I noticed that almost immediately. Um, you know, like t- with Lorraine. You know, they, I don't even know they use prosthetics, but it's like updating her dress sense, the way she had her hair. It's she started to look like like the archival footage of Lorraine Lorraine Warren that we've seen, yep. you know, in like the previous movies and stuff. I was like, oh, ah, yeah, I'm starting to she's starting to become that woman that we've seen interviews and stuff with and stuff. And like with Ed, you know, they've I mean, opening scene they give him a heart attack, and that issue. Stays with that character throughout the whole movie, yeah, to the point that it's like that. Never mind the demons and the, and the ghosts and whatever else is going on, all the curses and stuff. It's like this man could have a heart attack just from running through the woods, you know, like doing a, a light little pace. That's yeah. a risk, yeah. The stakes are on.
0: Well, for um, the first time, of what we've seen in these films, that like he really was putting, like, he wasn't putting up, Lorraine was having to be the one that's physically taking the risk. Like in the other movies, like she's the one, like you know, psychically or whatever. Like she's always yeah, the one yeah, that's yeah. putting herself out there. But he's always there physically to assist her. Like the bit where she's under the house. In other Conjuring movies, Ed's under the house. It wouldn't have allowed her to go under. <laughs> yeah, he's, I just say, but physically, and, and he's he's not well. Like he's gone from a wheelchair to a cane, and and he's struggling, and he's got the heart medication. That he mentioned at one point is like, oh, I left it at home. Oh, I'm so forgetful. I'm so forgetful. And then when they've got that, you know, the stakes are high. And then we see up close up that he's left his tablets. I'm thinking, this could be it for Ed. Like, he could, <laughs> he could just very well leave us during this movie. But um, yeah, look, I, I, she I put don't remember
1: seeing... in the locker. Oh, yeah, that one was very sweet. Very sweet. Yeah. No, I don't remember yeah. seeing um, Ed Warren. Um, you know, interviews and stuff during the making of that first movie. It was it was all Lorraine for a while until she unfortunately passed. Um,
0: I suppose it. it's yeah. interesting
1: though, like you know, like the fact that obviously this is based on true events, take yeah. that as you will. Um, but you know, based on the, these two true real people, it's like anytime Lorraine was like I guess her life was I guess uh, in jeopardy I was like I kind of forgot sometimes that she was still alive (laughs) many years later but
0: he wasn't yeah so I was confident she was going to be okay and you know Warner Brothers makes quite a bit of money off these movies so it makes Mm. sense that they're going to keep him around (laughs) for a while longer because those spin-offs do well but they don't open as big as I'm going to say Conjuring Prime, like the Conjuring films. Like they're the events. Yeah. Yeah? And the, other, the others are just extras.
1: I'm going to say like my audience though at the cinema, like just when, when Ed was like, you know, talking to, was it, was, I think she was a lawyer or something. And he was like, oh, look, you, you come over, we'll introduce you to Annabelle, you know, name dropping Annabelle. And like mm-hmm. the audience was like, <gasps> like big gasps. That's like, guys, calm down. Yeah. Like, I bet it we get it. You are like they... the
0: Annabelle you... <laughs> when they saw her later on. In the <laughs> it must have.
1: Yeah. It, oh, it must have uh, been so difficult for them not to not to show the um, like their room of treasures until the very very end. Like they made a whole movie about that room. Like let's let's not forget yeah. that.
0: The opening of the movie. Let's go there. Let's start there. This movie starts very strong, and, it, and it's like a haunted house. But it's the it's the young boy, David, and it is horrific. I think it's oh, like, visually certainly. one of oh, the most disturbing yeah. things we've ever got from these Conjuring films. Just the way that he's, he's you hear the cracking of the joints, he's bending in ways that he shouldn't bend, and it's yeah, it's awful. And just for to see, make my back hurt. It's it's just, just to see it—it's it. just seeing it happen to a child as well. Like honestly, like this movie would have been like quite hard to watch if the whole film was that little boy being possessed. But with it being Arnie, like an older guy, and it's—it's and it's hard to talk about this because this is based on true events. You know, you know, not necessarily how it's played out in this film, but Arnie was a real guy that went to jail, and this is one of their most famous cases. But whenever you're watching a film like this, based on real events or not, it's easier to digest as a viewer when it's someone older, like a late teen or whatever, not a kid. Yeah. So when it stops being the little boy, I'm like, oh, okay, okay, I can go with it more now. Like, <laughs> Were you familiar with the, with the case at all? Or did only,
1: you have any... leading up,
0: only leading up to this movie, I didn't realise like, how big and, and well-known this case was until this movie. We yeah. waves the last conjuring film. I was very familiar with the Enfield haunting from the second one. But this, no, I was fairly, fairly new to it.
1: It is interesting that like again, you know, like the, we've got the title of the movie. It very much is supposed to be, you know, I guess. It is just a title. But we're supposed to think that everything's tied to, you know, this this Arnie character who's played by Wari O'Connor. You know, everything's linked to him. We've got you know, the, the girlfriend, Debbie, played by Sarah Catherine Hook. Um, he's along for the ride as well, helping the Warrens. I feel like we, even though the Warrens are, you know, investigating, everything's linked to him, we do kind of leave and be for a lot of the movie. Like I said, he's in jail for the majority of the time. We get a few scenes with him to remind us that he's there, but essentially it very much moves away yeah. from it. And like, it, it is. It's a it's not a big necessarily difference. a
0: bad thing, but it's. It, I don't know. I mean, it's it's where where they are in the story, like where what they believe to be happening is that he's no longer possessed, but he's somebody that has committed a crime and is in jail, Whereas ordinarily the house is still haunted, and they stay with the house, so they kind of moving yeah. on to the to the other other scenes, so, and then we get John. Noble, with chickens and chicken shit, and he's like, <laughs> it's like, and then we're spending time with John Noble. I didn't even know he was in this movie.
1: And then he's, you know, he's like, I've got a, I've got, have got stuff to show you. He's got his own little yeah. room of artifacts and honestly, yeah, when he was bag, using candlelight, do stuff.
0: everything, and just being mysterious, I'm like, mate, just put a light on. Like you're giving the wrong impression here. Yeah? Acting like a like- killer. I mean-
1: a little bit of a chuckle what it was like, you know, Lorraine's like, Why don't you burn all this stuff? It's like, well and then he literally says the same line that Ez says. It's like it's like taking all like guns off the street or something, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I was like, well, okay. Everyone's everyone's got their own they're all following the same code. It's great, it's awesome. Um but yeah, look, whenever you have a character sit you sit you down and then tells you like a creepy story about some woman doing something it's childbirth involved you just know like okay i don't know how exactly but you're involved in everything that's going on right now you creepy and the fact that it's john noble of course
0: of course he's up to no good as soon as he was on screen (laughs) it's like well we're gonna see him again he's involved somehow okay he'll be back he'll be back and he's Um, involved because it's he's he's his daughter the 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 occultist the occultist Is it Isla? Isla? I can't barely pronounce her name but yes the occultist like she's the the big bad and that was interesting as well is that yes demons are involved but being manipulated by the living and for some reason the occultist didn't think this plan was going to backfire on her horrifically and that's what happens (laughs) she dies horribly (laughs) these things never end well just like anything, she was, she was getting away
1: with it if it wasn't for the Warrens and their...
0: Those pesky kids.
1: Yeah, the pesky <laughs> Warren kids.
0: <laughs> It'd be so great if they had a dog. Yeah. A dog yeah. that came along with them. Just... So this, the scares in this movie, I'm going to say this, right? The opening with a kid got me. Like, it's not as in like, scares as in jumping out my seat, but it, was, like, it draws you in. It's intense. And you're getting that from the yeah. opening. And that that level of intensity or feeling, I didn't have again for the whole movie. Yeah, I'm, I, really I really didn't. didn't. The re- I mean, I'll I'll it- just remind you: this is a a horror movie where the whole point, yeah, <laughs> and it's a popcorn like a big flashy, expensive horror movie. Yeah, so you'd expect lots of jump scares. You don't even you don't even get that. Now look, we've 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 praised like the, the conjuring
1: movies many times, especially when we're talking about, you know, modern horror, we usually go to the conjuring as an, especially that first movie as an example of how to do it right. Where it's like, you know, build that tension, that suspense, make us feel it. The unknown, you know, like Mm. being afraid of the unknown, as opposed to, as opposed to just relying on those jump scares. This movie it does it isn't it isn 't loaded with jump scares like you said but there 's still there 's still a reliance on them where like the the horror isn 't being delivered to that same level it's There are some cool scenes, like you know at the morgue with like the bodies reanimating and coming back yeah. um, you know the scene in the tunnels later where Ed kind of goes all you know here 's Johnny. On, yeah.
0: You know. Ah, yeah, yeah. oh, but honestly, now we're talking bit, about it. Like The Shining. There's some cool scenes, but they're just the they're opening. Scary. They're more they're entertaining. The op- but yeah. They're not scary. Well, sometimes the opening felt like <laughs> The Conjuring. The rest of the movie, it could have been Hellboy. It's just like a, um, okay. you know, like an <laughs> <a> action <laughs> adventure elements of horror. I don't. You don't watch Hellboy to get scared. But you've got monsters and whatever else in there, right? And yeah. the scene okay, you're know, talking that's about with the morgue—that's the kind of thing that could happen in Hellboy. Yeah. The first 10, 15 minutes, yeah. it's like it's like top, like I say, top tier. But it's up there. It's really good conjuring. And then I mean, you said like for the rest of strong. it, it's almost like we've like we've crossed over into a conjuring spin-off. Doesn't feel (laughs) um, it goes into that territory. You know, James Wan. You know, he did those first two movies, and he did stick around as producer on this. But I think it would have been a different experience if he was back for the third movie. But he's too busy making Aquaman films, I guess.
1: I think yes, son of a bit. Um, I yeah, I think he really is the missing ingredient. Like you look at all eight Conjuring movies, and the two that exceed or excel in like, the horror that really, really works is the James Wan-directed ones. So, <laughs> Whereas the rest can be fun, and most of them are. Like, they're, they're still fun, and yeah, they're creepy. And they're,
0: The Annabelle ones, you know, yeah. to be honest. Uh, for me, it's Conjuring, Annabelle, and then the others. The, oh, upon first viewing, the play, okay. Second viewing, No. They just yeah. don't like. Like I don't said, hold up. I rewatched Annabelle Comes Home, and I remember
1: really enjoying it, being like, "No, that was really fun." It was just like a house of horror, and f- like like a fun house of horrors. If that makes sense. But rewatching it again, I was like, "Oh, this actually isn't that good." Like it's nothing but jump scares throughout. That's just they are just they're baiting you, and then they then
0: they get you. That's all they're doing yeah, again, for, again, 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 again yeah, for about for, ninety
1: minutes, and I'm like, oh.
0: Okay. From Emryn, I think it's because you've got the teenagers as you, as the main characters. Like the Warrens do play a part, but only like a small part. And it's almost as if they've purposely skewed Ewer. It's as if they've mm. purposely skewed younger with Annabelle. Comes yeah. home. Maybe that's what it is. It's almost like a little bit more edgier than Goosebumps, like the Jack Black ones. Like it's a little bit <laughs> more than that. But it's still like it plays it plays quite safe, but tonally it fits the age of the characters that you're following.
1: Well, that's why, at least with this movie, with this third, this truth. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, bring movie. us back to this
0: one. I think yeah, we got we go. <laughs> I think the
1: tone is there. That's like it is, yeah. things are working. The tone's there. The performances are, I think, pretty good across the board. You know, like. Some characters are more developed than others. What we're getting with the Warrens is really, really good, I think. Oh, they are um, excellent. They, they are yeah, consistent. What what where we fall short with this movie is really just the horror. It just becomes it does become very generic running your mill horror, nothing special, which which isn't exciting for uh, yeah. for a conjuring movie, especially He's- a core yeah movie. it's
0: disappointing but i think everything is disappointing
1: i i like the story like i liked i, I that's weird because i was really anticipating a courtroom drama with, yeah like, no, me too
0: yeah and i and, if i'm honest i'm glad that we didn't get as much courtroom as i thought we were gonna get but it just because you get more of that adventure and the, the action yeah. and stuff like
1: that yeah
0: what do you think to the the bit at the beginning like the exorcist Homage, where you you can't help but think anything but the Exorcist. That when the priest arrives, gets out of the car, he's got the hat, stood in front of the house. Do <laughs> so you know what? I'm
1: glad you you brought it up because something I noticed in this movie was that it was there were a lot of like really cheeky, funny bits, and a lot of it was coming through Ed's character, which I don't remember him being as funny as he as he as he was in this movie. But yeah, like it started with that Exorcist homage, where it was sort of like, ah ha ha, okay, that being kind of being kind of silly there with that that's obviously you know priest in a hat rocking up but there's just lots of just moments where it's almost almost very self-aware tongue-in-cheek kind of humor and I i was like okay so in 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 terms of the tone there we get a bit of a a little bit of a shift there's a bit more humor in this one and i'm not really sure why maybe the director i don't know maybe the writers were doing something different here
0: I mean, if you want to know what's changed, that's the obvious thing. <laughs>
1: Every, everything we don't like, we'll blame the director. I, I, <laughs> saying that, I, it's not that I didn't like the humour. It, it was just a bit different.
0: Just, you know, and yeah. I want to say this as well, because like, obviously talking about the director, Chavez, that it's a very well-made film. Like, as in like you know it's it's not badly made production was yeah like yeah. everything else it's not like oh this is so cheap and you know it nothing like that so i don't want to eat to sound as I'm bagging on the director it's just <laughs> when you when you've got a particular when you have got you know someone in James wan in those first two movies with a, a particular approach and and then you change so whether it's this uh, you know chevaz guy or, or somebody else it's it's a noticeable departure. I mean, you've got the continuation with the Warrens. That opening is fantastic. I, you try and not get too like, too excited about a movie or get your hopes up <laughs> and try and have like you just like moderated expectations. But this is not a conjuring spin-off. It's the third entry to the best conjuring films. So I couldn't help but go into it excited. And it opened so strong. The, the finale is okay. But I've got to be honest, the middle, it dipped big time for me. <laughs> it, it really dipped a lot. And, and halfway through the movie, I was watching it. And I had the realisation as I'm watching it, like, oh, no this is not what I thought it was going to be. This is not as good as I was hoping it would be. And then, you know, it, it, they bring it back a little bit when we find out who the occultist is. Um, they have that cool bit where Lorraine realises that I can see her so she can see me, and then she goes after... That's how she first goes after Ed. So there's some, there's interesting things happening in the movie. But on the whole, like for me to have like looked back and felt such a dip in my entertainment enjoyment. Yeah, I didn't walk away from this movie thinking, wow, that was a good film. <laughs> I know, it's an okay film. But I, again, I'm sure we're <laughs> close to the rating. I, I just, I don't know. Like, I mean, and this is a movie, like a lot of films that we're getting to see nowadays. There's been so many delays. So we should have had this film a long time ago. And we finally get it now since after all this time. And that's potentially a little unfair against all these movies that we're finally getting to watch that we've been, you know, anticipating them for so long. And then we finally get to see them. Oh, okay. You say something. I don't want to keep being negative. Do you want to lead us? Should we rate?
1: Should we do the rating?
0: Oh, I think we're doing it already. Okay. Let's, let's, um, let's, <laughs> yeah. radio. let's actually put, oh, let's put a, put a number on it. Okay, I'm I'm gonna come in. What I'm gonna say, because this is a movie that I would recommend, especially if it's you know, people have enjoyed those other conjuring movies. I definitely would recommend that they would watch this. And on that basis, I'm such a fan of these conjuring films, I don't want to come in too low, but because I would recommend it, and I always say that anything above a three is a recommend. I'm going to give it a three out of five. But without that logic, I'd potentially come in a little bit lower, but I'm going to, I'm going to come in at a three, but it's barely a three for me. Okay. Okay.
1: Now look, um, you know, even though I had a few negatives sort of to say, and you know, you can probably sense a little bit of disappointment at the end of it. I still kind of like, I still overall enjoyed the movie you know quite a lot i think what saves it is patrick wilson and vera famiga you know obviously back as ed in the rain doing their thing it's great to see them on screen again their chemistry their performances we get to spend so much time with them and i think if we just treat the movie as a thing about them and their journey like it's it's a good flick they're doing something um it It is it is the weakest of the core three Conjuring movies. But again, they're up there so high that that's not a big uh, negative on this. Um, it just happens to be the weaker one. Um, but look, I, yeah, I'm going to give it a 3.5 out of 5. I think I had a bit of a better time than you <laughs> from yeah. the sounds of it. it sounds um, like I was it. still enjoying the middle
0: part of the of the movie.
1: But I, I reckon, yeah, there, there could have been a bit more
0: to elevate the scares. Yeah. And there's hardly any, hardly any. The middle of this movie, like, and I wasn't doing it intentionally. As I'm in the cinema, I'm watching it. And then my mind is, I'm just thinking about stuff. Like thing, like different things are popping into my head. I just, the movie wasn't engaging me. And, and I wanted to, I just wanted to be like, just so into yeah. this film. And it, it just didn't happen for me. It did not happen okay before we get to the trivia i just want to plug um dc horror presents the conjuring semicolon the lover which is a five part comic so dc are putting this out it is a series that sets up the devil made me do it and it expands the tragic story of jessica we didn't talk about her jessica and a friend in the woods Lorraine right. investigates and finds it. It's a thing that you've seen the film, it happens in there. So if you want to know more about Jessica and what led her to murdering her friend, read this comic. There's also a backup. Uh, the first backup is written by Scott Snyder, focused on the ferryman. And then each issue is going to get another backup. It's good. Like it's, um, it's good stuff. Like it's uh, obviously it's a movie tie-in. But it's, it's generally really good. And what DC have done is they've put top talent on it, whether it's the writers or artists. So it's definitely worth checking out. So the full title is DC Horror Presents The Conjuring, The Lover. Pretty, pretty good. Okay. And that's just because I want to recommend it. Like, we're not getting, um, we're not getting sponsored of anything. That's just uh, a free product doing... DC Comics. <laughs> We're just doing recommends on our movie review episodes now. It's relevant. It is relevant. (laughs) Okay. So trivia, just to close out, Julian Hilliard is the third child actor star from The Haunting of Hill House to act in a Conjuring movie preceded by Lulu Wilson in Annabelle Creation and McKenna Grace in Annabelle Comes Home. All three played younger versions of the Crane siblings. That's pretty, pretty interesting. That first season of Vaunting from Hill House was excellent. And then the second season happened, or the second anthology season happened, and Julian Hilliard, he was the little boy at the beginning. So that's pretty interesting that we have gone to that show for this franchise. Well,
1: I mean, I, I don't think there was a... I doubt it was a conscious, like, hey, let's go to that show. I think it's just, hey, some talented kid actors these days who are presently working and hey, they've well, dabbled in the horror hey, listen,
0: So that's what you've said. It's still well, cool. You should have it's said, yeah, that is pretty interesting and we could have just moved <laughs> right along. And I would have <laughs> said, well, that's it for our <laughs> review of The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. See, that, that would have been a better, better segue. Please go subscribe and download this podcast on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts and please leave us a review. It helps listeners just like you find the podcast. You know, I'm surprised that there's not more, like the girls in the first movie, surely some of them were
1: in The Haunting of Hill House. Surely. I thought, Anyways, I, I thought we'd
0: finish this review. What are we doing?
1: We, we're done. <laughs> we're on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram as that Film 2 podcast And we also have our companion shows, Rewind and Review, and Sounds Like Comics, which each have their own Facebook
0: pages. And all our episodes can be found on our website, thatfilmstewpodcast.com.
1: If you missed it, Sounds Like Comics recently revisited The Lone Ranger, and Rewind and Review celebrated the 20th anniversary of Shrek.
0: Our next review, Cruella. You've been listening to Luke and Jason, the guys from That Film Stew. Cheers. Cheers.